Good morning. It is uh, Monday. It's not Monday, is it? <laughs> it's uh, Wednesday, May 5th. Check that, May 6th. We'll just start all over again here. It's so so turned around this morning. It's uh, Wednesday, May 6th here. Another beautiful sunny morning uh, in southwestern Saskatchewan. So grateful for uh, all of our blessings this morning, uh, each and every day of our lives, and so grateful that you uh, join with me each morning uh, so faithfully as we uh, open God's Word together once again. Uh, we're going to keep using this morning the uh, Moravian Daily Text. Uh, this again is comes from a, a smaller church body called the Moravians, and they get together and, and select a scripture readings for each day. They pull out a couple of verses to use as watch, as, as uh, little nuggets for us to think on. I, and they've been doing this for hundreds of years now. I, and so we join with them uh, in praying and in reading as uh, the whole church does uh, each day. It's the unique practice of, of faith, really, to, to to open God's word together and, and to come before our God in prayer. And so this morning, uh, would you pray with me as we begin our time together? Merciful Lord, be unto our feet and the light in the dark spaces of our lives. Ending love is a comfort in times of trial. Amen. So like you see there in the uh, comments or in the post itself, uh, we're going to look, uh, continue on in Psalm 59 and in Mark 9 as well this morning. Uh, psalm 59, we're going to begin reading at verse 10 and read to the end of the psalm morning. So Psalm 59, verse 10, uh, middle of verse 10 in, my, in this translation anyway. It says, God will go before me and will let me gloat over those who slander me. But do not kill them, O Lord, our, sh our shield, or my people will forget. In your might, make them wander about and bring them down. For the sins of their mouths, for the words of their lips, let them be caught in their pride. For the curses and lies they utter, consume them in wrath. Consume them till they are no more. Then it will be known to the ends of the earth that God rules over Jacob. They return at evening, snarling like dogs, and prowl about the city. They wander about for food and howl if not satisfied. But I will sing of your strength. In the morning I will sing of your love. For you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. O oh, my strength, I sing praise to you. You, O oh God, are my fortress my loving God. And again, this picks up what we, where we left off yesterday, looking at this psalm, the, the, the heart's cry of, of the psalmist. I, you know, sometimes we get dejected. We just want God to swoop in and take care of the people that are causing us issues or problems or grief in life. And, you know, that's what the psalmist was, was expressing. But if you remember yesterday, we left off at at verse 9, uh, with that reminder that, that as much as the psalmist uh, expresses these feelings, these emotions, you know, saying, oh, God, just take care of these people already, you know, wipe them from the face of the earth, you know, let's, let me get on with my life. Uh, he expresses it as a prayer. He, he expresses it 
directly to God. And that's the, the attitude, the posture, the position that we're invited to take as well uh, with our complaints, with our, our griefs, with our burdens, with our joys too. And we're invited to take the position, the posture of offering all of our lives to God. It's interesting in this reading and then a little bit later in the reading from Mark, we're going to hear and, and be thinking about uh, uh, belief, belief. And here the psalmist connects belief uh, quite strongly, quite clearly with uh, remembering. You know, it's interesting that it, it, it seems like there's these enemies, these people pursuing the psalmist, uh, uh, David here, but his, you know, his, his uh, statement in this passage is, don't kill them or my people will forget. Don't kill them or my people will forget. We're a forgetful people. We're a forgetful people when when the going gets tough, when we have it easy in life, we are quick to forget God's goodness, God's presence, the fact that he never leaves us nor forsakes us. It's interesting that, that the psalmist's prayer, the, the, his heart is, you know, not just for himself, you know, God deal with this so that my life is easy, so that, that I can carry on and, and just have a nice, simple, easy life. Instead, the psalmist heart here is that the people wouldn't forget, that the people wouldn't forget that God dealt justly with his enemies, with the, the people that oppressed his people. The cry of the psalmist had, they would remember they would remember God's work in their midst. I ask you this morning, maybe you want to share it in a comment or uh, you know, with somebody around you today, the things that you're remembering, the work of God in your life, even in these past few days, how has God been at work in your life? You know, we're, we're called to be a people of, of remembrance, people remembering that God has worked god has acted that's the the whole trajectory of the old testament really it's a a testimony of what god has done for his people that's why over and over again you'll you'll read the story of god's uh, leading his people out of egypt that you'll read again and again of the exodus because it's a story of remembering because we are quick to forget we're quick to forget the goodness of God. We're quick to forget how he's worked to save us, how he's worked to deliver us. So I encourage you again this morning to share maybe a way or two that you have seen, that you've known God's work in your life in these past few days. But for now, we're going to flip over to Mark chapter 9 and continue on with the story yesterday we left off with them on the mountain, a transfiguration moment. They were coming down the mountain, uh, the disciples, and they were wondering. They were wondering at what Jesus meant when he said that he must rise from the dead. And that's where we uh, begin the story. Mark 9, verse 11. It says, and they, they asked Jesus, why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? 
Jesus replied, to be sure, Elijah does come first and restores all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. Now when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out... O unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, Jesus asked, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? And he replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. Uh, we don't have a ton of time to unpack this. I, I hate to leave a, a passage so rich here without uh, too much comment. I'll say just a few words again, really uh, focusing in on belief. If you were with us on Sunday uh, for our worship at home, uh, you'll remember that we were looking at, at the end of this gospel, the end of Mark. Jesus uh, outlined signs that would accompany his disciples as they went out into the world to proclaim him. And how, how thinking about these signs, these signs as testimony, these signs as bearing witness to the reality that the kingdom has come, that the kingdom is new and different, that it's come and established a new order of things, doing away with sin, death, and the devil. It's all about belief, belief in this new kingdom, trusting in this new order, this new way of doing things. And that's what Jesus drives home over and over again. He leads out with the crowd, you know, has, has disbelief. He says, oh, unbelieving generation, how long will I put up with you? How long will I stay with you? How long will I stay with you? It's about belief. You know, the, the 
Boyther begins down the road of, of testifying about Jesus. He says, if you can do something, you know, you get the sense I've heard, heard about Jesus. I've heard you've done good things, so I've come to you. If you can do something, help me. Jesus simply replies, if I can do something, if I can. The boy's father's reply is a reply that's hopefully in each of our hearts. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Jesus invites us to believe and trust in him. He's using this uh, casting out the demon of, of this boy as, as an exercise of faith, of calling his disciples to believe in him, using it as a sign, a, a signpost, a witness, a testimony of the coming kingdom, of his kingdom that he's brought to this world. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. I do believe. Let that be our prayer this morning. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. That we would trust and believe in Jesus for all that we have, all that we need, for life and for salvation itself. Lord Jesus, this morning we simply pray, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. So often in life we've seen signpost, we've seen witness, we've seen demonstrations of your power, of your presence, of your work in our lives, and we are so quick to forget. We are so quick to doubt. So Lord Jesus, we simply pray, I do believe, Help me overcome my unbelief. We pray for your Holy Spirit to continue to call us, to draw us to faith in yourself. That he would strengthen our faith. That we would believe, that we would know without a shadow of a doubt. That you, Lord, have come to establish a new order of things. That you've established your kingdom, your rule, your reign, your power, your presence in this life, in our lives, and in this world. Where we're tempted to doubt, where we're tempted not to have faith, help us believe, Lord Jesus. We look to you for all that we are and all that we have. For it's in your name that we're together and in your name that we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the forever and ever. Amen. So indeed, that's my prayer for you uh, this morning, that it would be working faith and belief and trust in Jesus in a new way, in the way that you need it this morning.
So we go out as res proclaiming uh, the good news of, of Jesus, his hope. We receive his benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. We shout, we proclaim still in this Easter season, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Thanks for watching this morning. I see it's a little bit laggy here, but uh, yeah, thanks for, for continuing to tune in. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 8.30 for another round of morning devotions. Blessings on your day today.